Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode of Everything is the Best is brought to you by the House of Chanel. Chanel introduces a new generation of sustainably developed skincare concentrated with the extraordinary anti-aging properties of the red camellia flower. Numero 1 de Chanel harnesses the powers of this uniquely resilient ingredient to address the five signs of aging and support skin's vitality. The complexion appears younger, smoother, radiant and revitalized. Numero 1 de Chanel, beauty ahead of time. To learn more about the line, visit chanel.com. Hi, this is Pia Baranchini, and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired. Well, to live if it our ever gets finished, I would love to do that, but it is such a process and everything is going very slowly. As you know, it takes forever, but I love it and I feel like it's such a great way for me to be creative. That isn't something I have to like sell or monetize, right? Like <laughs> we create, you know, but like we create Truly. so much and it's so nice to have something that's like, it's just for me to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And as much or as little time I want to spend on something, like, I'm someone who's really affected by the space around me. So mm-hmm. my physical surroundings really affect my mood, my energy for the day, how I feel, how I interact. And so it, it's really important for me to be in a place like this. And I'm so grateful that I'm able to do it. And when I had no furniture and my mattress was on the floor, I felt really chaotic because <laughs> the energy around me. So it is important to me. I have spent almost four years now trying to get this place how I want it. And I still, it's not even close. And I made like an Excel, I made a a PowerPoint presentation the other day of every room and all the things I want done in each room, almost so I could manifest it. But I have to Mm -hmm. say, I do think it's better to do it slowly over time because especially in our world and us seeing so many, I don't know, like I went to like a house a couple of weeks ago that was so clearly had just been done completely by a decorator and like it looked very much like a lot of people's houses on Instagram and I was like I can't tell who what like a single thing about this person and like what they like or their personality based on their space so I think like your space is so it's such a clear reflection of your aesthetic Thank you. And same here. And I think it's a good thing to have it take a long time. Is your home, I mean, I know it's your your family home. Is this your forever home where you want to always be or where you <clears> think <throat> you're going to be for a while? Yeah, we're buying it right now. And then I wanna, I'm going to build a guest house for my mom. 
Oh, amazing. Um, I know. It's just so nice because I don't, I don't want her to leave the place. Yeah, I think we'll be here for the next, I would say at least like 10 years. Well, then you have time. So it's like you yeah. have the time to do it over time. Like for me, I don't know how many years I'll be here. I was at my last place a few years. I'll probably be here to like my next phase of life. Totally. And so I do feel rushed to do things because I know it's not forever. But then I imagine once I have a home that I'm planning on being there for more than a few years, mm-hmm. I'm okay with it taking a little bit of time because if you're going to be there forever, you obviously want it to be the things that you love and you don't want to rush that process. No. Okay. So where did you grow up? I am from all over the place. It's like Mm -hmm. a giant circle. So (laughs) long story short, my mom and my dad met on a blind date in Brentwood. And (laughs) this is where they started dating. And then my dad had previously lived in Europe and he got an opportunity to go back. And then he was dating my mom and said, okay, so I have to go back to Germany. Do you want to come? And my mom was like, okay. So they moved to Germany. They got married and that's where I was born. So we lived there for a few years and then they had an opportunity to come back to California. And then we came back here when I was really little. So I have a lot of family based here. My parents lived here before. And then my dad is much older. If you guys have seen him, he's in his 80s and Mm -hmm. he's from Pennsylvania. And as his parents were getting older, he got an opportunity to go to Ohio. And he said, okay, well, I want to live closer to my parents. I've lived internationally so far away from them for so many years My dad didn't know anybody in Ohio, but my mom had gone to college (laughs) there. And so they went there and that's where I was raised. So I'm a Midwest girl and my parents got divorced. My mom went back to Germany. So then I became bi-continental, I guess, from a very young age. And my mom lived in Germany and I lived with my dad in Ohio and I went back and forth. And I think, you know, at the time when you're a kid and this is like pre-iPad, pre-Wi-Fi, it's Mm -hmm. lonely and it's a little different. But now as an adult, I'm so grateful for that experience, even though at the time it was difficult. And then I graduated from college, came back out here, and I've been here ever since. Did you go to college in Ohio? I did. I went to college because I went to school for journalism. I wanted to be a TV host when I grew up. And I think I I didn't really ever have any connections to Ohio. So I never really felt called to live there after I graduated from school. Mm -hmm. And I haven't been back since basically I graduated college because my family doesn't live there. And so afterwards, I always kind of felt like I I thought I was either going to go to New York or to California. And a lot of people from Ohio end up going to New York because it's really close. But I had been growing up coming to California so much. And the summer before I graduated from college, I came here and I was like, oh yeah, this is it. I went to like lunch at the <laughs> Ivy. I was walking around Robertson. I, this is the days of like... Perez Robertson Hilton. was like, such a big deal. Oh my gosh. I was like, this is where Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton go. Mm-hmm. They go mm-hmm. to Kitson and they leave and then they walk around on Robertson. This is so cute. <laughs> and the weather's so nice. This is where I want to be. And that's where I ended up. <laughs> I had like the total side swooped bang that Nicole Richie yes. had. And there was that other store across the street from Kitson. I can't remember what it was called. But like anything that she would wear, I would just go there and buy it afterwards. Like, oh, I you have to it. wait for Us Weekly to come out. Us Weekly, every week, I would check the pictures. I would check Perez Hilton <laughs> every day to see like what was cool, what was going on. And I loved it. A lot of going to Koi. Yeah. <laughs> and what was the other one? There was one in Hollywood and it was like Red Geisha House. 
I still have matches from Geisha. No. <laughs> that was the first place I ever had sushi outside of Ohio. And I was like, oh, can I get a California roll? And they were like, what? <laughs> and I had no idea. There was like all this delicious, yummy sushi. And that was like where I got introduced to it. Do you speak German at all? I don't speak German. So my parents work for the government. So I was around always like American um, kids and fellow Americans. And so I didn't, unfortunately. And it's probably something I wish I would have picked up now as an adult. But... But no, I don't. It's not like you're going to use German all the time. <laughs> Davide says it's about Italian. I, I need to learn to speak it so I can communicate with him and his family. But he's like, listen, if you weren't married to me, like he's like a lot of people have this romantic idea of learning Italian. But he's like, you should learn a language that you're going to use all the time. <laughs> yeah. And especially like with your daughter and your family. And then when you go back and see his family, it's yes. it's definitely like necessary for you. And the then German, you wouldn't be speaking German all the time. No, but then like he's going to speak it to your daughter. So then obviously you want to be able to like all speak it together. Yeah, I'm hoping they don't gang up on me. (laughs) (laughs) Their own secret language without you. (laughs) So what did you do after college when you moved back to California and you were living in LA? My first job out of college, I was working in PR. And then I also was working at a sushi restaurant at the same time. So I was a hostess at Katsuya in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Uh, So I was working in PR, which was crazy hours and not a lot of money. So you know, living in Los Angeles is very expensive. So I'd have a second job. So nights and weekends I was working there. And this is like when the paparazzi would like hang out outside. And it was like such a scene to come there. And so that's where I was working. And I always wanted to be a TV host. But my mom said, you know, being a TV host is not a realistic job. You need to have a backup option. And so PR was my backup option. So that's what I was doing. But as I was taking talent to interviews or coordinating press, I still wanted to be the one interviewing them. And that's what I found through that job. So I think in your early 20s, if you're kind of going through that phase of life right now, jobs are important to figure out what you like, but also what you don't like. You might think something is your dream job. And once you're actually doing it, you're like, wait, this is actually not the thing for me. And that's okay. Like you should experiment and try different things and see what fits and not fits because it could kind of like help point you in like a better direction. I always think working at a restaurant is such a good way to learn how to navigate different personalities too, which I think is so important. It's a really good people skill to have because Mm -hmm. you're quick, you're on your feet. You have to talk to any and everybody who comes up to you. There's going to be people who are upset or angry. And there's so many different types of people who work in a restaurant setting from the managers to the hostess and the servers and the barbacks and the bartenders. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to keep so many departments happy and different personality types. And the the people skills and the people pleasing skills of that really translates to so many other jobs. And I got my first hosting job when I was like 14. So I'd been working doing that for a really long time. And definitely that skill of being able to talk to anybody, especially when they're angry, is a really good networking skill and uh-huh. career skill to have. I was a hostess at 16 too, at like a restaurant that's still in Pasadena that we go to all the time. Oh, and, and I was all through New York too. It's the best job. Also, it if you really do a good is. job, people can give you your own personal tips. And that's a really oh, nice way to make and money. I <laughs> loved just eating the food. Like at one restaurant in high school, there was this bread that I loved with this like salad dressing and I would put it in a cup and like eat it underneath the host stand. And then at Katsuya, I used to eat um, sushi rice with spicy mayo. And in between like breaks, I would go in the back and I would like eat the rice and it was delicious. I got in trouble once for taking a bite of bread. I was so hungry and like the really delicious bread and butter. And I took a bite and then I came back to the hostess table and I still had food in my mouth. And I remember this like old rich man looking at me going, take your time, chew your food. It's like, shit. <laughs> I'm hungry. I was like, sorry, I'm literally wearing four inch heels, <laughs> like running around. I'm starving. 
And so how did you end up? I mean, you and I met, honestly, I was thinking about it earlier today. You know, I remember we met at like a Revolve thing like five years ago. And then I remember like it was yesterday running into you in New York and you were taking pictures in front of Pietro's. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. It was like when it first opened, I was like, what is this I'm... cute pink place? But I think the first time I knew who you were is when you were working on LPA before it launched. Yeah. And then I came to the launch of it. It was like really how I first met you. So I don't even know how many years ago. It was like five, was five and a half years ago. Oh my gosh. Crazy. I, I still remember what I wore. I wore like a leopard print dress and you had that print across like a couple different things mm-hmm. at, for launch. And it was like Ugh. such a great party. And there was like so many cool people there. And <laughs> it was very, very cool. That was such a cool time. It's a, It seems like you can't even do that anymore because there's so many brands now. Like it just, I got like the last taste of things before it became almost oversaturated. But I'm happy that everybody has a brand, but you, you don't need those kinds of activations anymore. Yeah. It's just a little different now. It's just, you just do it differently. Wait. Okay. So how did you end up becoming, I mean, really, I, do you like the word influencer? I mean, I don't know what the, because you're so, I mean, you're a full-blown businesswoman at this point, but how did you realize that you could, you know, take imagery and create such a life for yourself on Instagram? I had no idea. I just always had a passion for it. I just didn't know it could be a job because when I started, it wasn't a career path you could follow. Mm -hmm. Today, I think you could go online and you can see any kind of career that you want or person that you want to follow. And there's someone to like mirror your career off of. But for what I wanted to do, there wasn't really. And so what I wanted to do ultimately, like when I went to school for journalism, when I wanted to be a TV host was share the things I loved with an audience. Mm -hmm. And I thought the only way I could do that was to become Oprah on TV. (laughs) Like I thought the only way I could have Oprah's favorite things or Mariana's favorite things is I had to go down this typical career path. Well, when you move to Los Angeles and you don't have any contacts and you don't know anyone, it's really difficult. And Mm -hmm. I kept going on auditions and I would get all the way to the end and they would say, you know, sorry, this job went to this other person because they're more famous or they're famous period, or, you know, they're a really well-known name. And I'm like, okay, well, how do I get a job if I have to be well-known, but you can't, it's like, there's like catch 22. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to film a fake reel of myself and do all these fake setups of like interviewing people and like lifestyle type stuff. And then to send it to people to go on auditions, I needed to post it somewhere. So I uploaded it to YouTube so I could have a link. And I was like, oh, well, I have a YouTube channel. This is all the stuff I love. This is what I know how to do. This is what I went to school for. I can edit videos. I'm going to upload my first makeup tutorial. It was 10 years ago this month. And I posted my first makeup tutorial, not really even knowing that it could become the career that it was today because there was really a handful of... They were either bloggers or YouTubers at the time. There was mm-hmm. like Amisong, Chriselle Lim, Sincerely Jules. Like there's really a few people that you could really name and think of at this time. And so I started my YouTube channel in 2012. I started my Instagram in 2013, not really even knowing what Instagram was. I thought it was like a filtering app to like filter (laughs) my pictures to post on Facebook. And (laughs) then I started a blog. And then this is a very early days of brands were definitely not gifting people. They were Mm -hmm. barely paying people. And I was working full-time as a TV host. So I was creating content and sharing it. But as I was going to red carpets or events, I would you know, get there early and I would take a picture of myself on the red carpet before I would wait for people to come to interview them. And instead of people saying like, oh, who did you interview or what did they say? They would be like, what dress are you wearing? How did you do your hair and makeup? Mm -hmm. Where's this from? And so it started to be less about what I was there for work and more about myself. And so that was kind of how it started by a happy accident, but 
now that I do it as a job, it was always what I wanted to do. I just didn't even know that that was a career path. So when I decided to do it full-time in 2014, my parents were like, you're going to do the internet full-time? Like, (laughs) what are you even talking about? Like, they couldn't understand what I was doing. And now they're like so fully supportive, but they definitely didn't understand at the beginning. And so... Yeah. So I've been doing it for a decade now, full-time since 2014, started working on summer Fridays in 2016. And I call myself all those things, influencer, content creator. I don't shy away from the word because you should be proud to be influential over a group of people. If you have influence over them, like that's not an easy thing to do. And to maintain it over a decade is definitely not an easy thing to do. No, There's, it's not. It's so, so people difficult. People like, underestimate the power of and I, I just I don't some people don't like the word and I always say like people will use it against me sometimes as a negative thing like oh you've become just an influencer and I I'm always like you want to like shit on like a billion dollar industry <laughs> like what right. are you talking about like this is like literally new media so you sound ignorant but on top of that maintaining followers and engagement is a very tough thing to do It's so difficult. It's so difficult to do it over time to keep people interested day after day for so many years, especially when there's so many people to follow now and Mm -hmm. so many different types of accounts of people. And so it's a difficult job. And then if you even think about celebrities or even like the biggest, like Oprah, I I talk about her all the time because they love her. She is still an influencer. Like she works with brands, brands Mm -hmm. pay her and she posts them on her social media. So even if the biggest people can still have these, you know, they used to call them endorsements if you're a celebrity or like you're the face of something. That's the same thing an influencer is doing. Mm -hmm. They just even could maybe translate more sales or more brand awareness than a celebrity can. And so, and they do it in a more like natural and organic way. So, you know, I'm proud to say the word influencer and how far the industry has come in a decade. Did you see Martha Stewart's Cletopo video the other day? Yes. <laughs> I saw it on TikTok. That's what I'm saying. So like everybody, like we're all influencers. Like, like there's so many people, so many different types of people who are working with brands in whatever way they choose to share it on social. And so saying just an influencer is insulting because an influencer wears so many hats. They're a basic magazine with a very small team. Uh, maybe not even one person. They're the photographer, model, editor, social media coordinator, publicist, accountant. Mm-hmm. You are so many many things, but I think that's also what sets you up to be a really good brand founder because you end up learning by, by no that other was choice. My next to wear a lot of hats. <laughs> and I think that's really important. And I think that's what people also don't realize is that being a founder is a really natural progression for somebody who is doing all of those things because truly to make sure that you're like, you know, by the way, when you sign a contract with someone and get like a content brief, like it's important. Like that's like a big deal. Like to be able to execute content in a way that keep your followers engaged, to keep your client happy, and then to like make sure the invoices are sent out and things are being paid on time and all that. Like, by the way, doing taxes with a bunch of 1099s sucks. <laughs> it's all really difficult. Somebody asked me the other day on Instagram, like, how do you do taxes as an influencer? And it's complicated. So really hiring somebody Uh, is like your best bet because you really... There's so many like sources of income. It's like a very complicated industry. So really trying to understand and work with somebody who can help you with that and guide you through it because it's definitely worth the investment because that's not the thing you want to mess up on. No. I just found someone 
who changed my life, thank God, who works with other people. And he was like, oh, everything in your house is a write-off. Like you do cooking videos. Like, and I was like, oh yeah, literally like everything. <laughs> Cause I'm not an S corp yet, which I need yes. to do. But like, I was like, okay, like I'm in a good position because literally like, everything is a, my, my, everything's a write-off. Cause I you work live in a home. set. <laughs> literally, literally, which is so funny. So how did Summer Fridays come to be? So Lauren and I started working on the brand in 2016. And how did you guys meet? Sorry to interrupt. We've been friends for like over a decade and we have a really similar career path. So we both went to school for journalism. We both wanted to be news anchors. Then we started as bloggers and we'd always been friends along the way. And our careers always like mirrored each other. And we're both Libras. She was living down the street from me. And so it's like literally all of these same things. (laughs) And so in 2016, we came up with the idea for a skincare company. And at the time there was no Instagram stories. So when we would get sent a product or a brand that we loved, we maybe didn't want to share on social because at this time I was like, oh my gosh, my feed has to be perfect. Everything is like pink and blush. And like, Mm -hmm. it just was a very certain way. And from years of sharing beauty products online, I knew where people were shopping, their favorite retailers, their price points, what they were looking for. And now all the brands that are coming out are mostly vegan and cruelty-free. But at the time, it was still a very new thing, like getting to this place where we're like launching this way. And so, you know, we were just talking about how if you're an influencer, you know how to do so many things. And we knew how to photograph a product, how to Mm -hmm. share it, how to market it, and how to speak to customers like friends. And I think that's the benefit of influencer marketing and why it works because you market in a way that's like, I'm talking to you, not a brand talking to you. Mm -hmm. And so we came up with the idea. And I think if you are considering coming up with a company or an idea, yes, there's a lot of brands out there now, but there's no perfect time to start. So just start and do it because like one thing will lead you to the next thing. And had we waited a year or two years for the perfect time, we might have missed this opportunity that we had at the beginning, just like with you and LPA, like you launched Mm -hmm. at the right time Mm -hmm. for you before it was like really oversaturated. And had we waited for the perfect time, it might have not been the right time for us. We just were like, we just went all in. And it's almost like ignorance is bliss because it was probably better. We didn't know how difficult it was going to be because it (laughs) might have deterred us from all of the steps it took to get there. And so our first idea was to come up with this product called Jet Lag Mask. And I was traveling so much and we came up with the name first and then worked backwards of like what we wanted the product to do, how we wanted it to feel, and then started cold calling, reaching out to labs and worked on samples. And then that kind of led us to the creation of the brand. And we launched in 2018 and we launched at Sephora and Jet Lag has been a bestseller for us the last four years. And it's such a cool product. Oh, so crazy. Thank you. It's just so versatile. Like it's really cool that you launched with a product that doesn't exist already. Like you literally came up with a brand new product. It's really crazy because you just think there's so many things out there, but like, how can you make your thing different or your brand? And that can be from your price point, where you sell, the packaging, the branding, how you speak to your customer. And it really did feel so unique and different even down to the color blue. Like at the time, like Mm. I felt like you couldn't open Instagram without seeing this blue tube because it just felt so unique and like different from what you were seeing on social at the time. And we always thought like social and digital first, like how will this thing live online? Because if we didn't know at the time we were going to launch at Sephora and if we are direct to consumer and we are only online, Mm -hmm. what's going to make you want to buy this product? It's the name, it's the feeling, it's the packaging, it's the Mm -hmm. photography. And... It is hard because it's kind of like every product out there exists. So like, how can you make each thing different? And you have to be so 
thoughtful about it now because it is so competitive. It's so cool that it's something that you can like sleep in overnight or like just use as a mask. Like it's, I mean, I still have, I have like two in my drawer and I, when one of them gets low, I always get nervous. Like I have to make sure that I'll they're- I'll send you more whenever you need them. <laughs> like I'm going to Aspen this weekend and it was so funny, like randomly I was like, oh, I need to remember to, to bring like my summer Fridays mask. Oh, you have like, to take that. You have to take the face oil so you don't get like dry skin. I love so the eye cream. Oh, the eye cream is amazing. And it's the great. belly was, the that belly cream came out right when I was pregnant. Oh my gosh. This, okay, I'm not pregnant or expecting and I use it every day. If you guys don't know, it's called Baby Moon Belly Balm and it won Parents Magazine Best Belly Oil last year and Lauren it created did? it. It did, it did. And so it won Best Baby Oil from uh, Parents Magazine last year and it's so amazing and Lauren kind of formulated when she was pregnant with her second daughter and she found that the first time she was trying to use belly oils and everything was like so sticky or like wasn't absorbing into her skin and it was getting all over her clothes and she wanted something that was fast absorbing but still like felt really good for your like stretching and growing skin and then me I just have really dry skin so that's why I use it all the time I love it. And I just love the name Baby Moon because it's like, you know, you want to go on your baby moon before you're expecting it. It's just such a cute name. And so that's, I love that product. It literally came right when I started showing. <laughs> like it was like right when my belly started growing. Oh, on my dog. It's okay. Really working from home is so fun. You I can't lock her this, out because she You have to get out. this um, dog spray that I have. It's a, it is, you don't spray it at your dog. It just makes like a little hiss noise. And it's amazing. So I was like, which obviously I don't Where have one right you, now. Your little dog is so cute. Uh, she's so cute. But I usually <laughs> keep it on my desk. So if she's like barking when I'm doing something, I just like spray this this thing and I'll have to send you a link after. <laughs> okay. So everyone kept, I obviously I asked my followers any questions they wanted to ask you. It was all about your calendar organization. <laughs> <laughs> and I would like to know that too. Seriously. I want to know who you have. Like, do you have an assistant or like, do you do like to do things yourself? I really want to know like how everything works. Okay. So I will say I have assistants, but I do everything myself. So it's kind of hard because in my career, I can't really delegate that much. And I don't like people scheduling stuff for me. So I do have assistants, but I'll explain to you like afterwards what they do. So for myself, I always want to try to be as efficient as possible. So I kind of have three buckets of my career. So one is Summer Fridays, which is like a full business. Being an influencer for me is a full-time business. And I have my whole... like Everything that I do there. And then a podcast. You guys know. like. It is so time consuming, almost as time consuming as anything else that I do because you can't you can't really take shortcuts with podcasts because prepping for guests, doing the interviews, editing back the episodes, like those things, there's no way to shorten that time. And so the way that I do my schedule is each day is dedicated to a certain type of work. And I learned this from a That's couple of people so that were on my podcast. Smart. Well, what happens is your brain trying to switch between different types of tasks, it yes. takes you a moment to swap between them. So if you do similar types of tasks batched in a row, you're not having to switch between like different minds. So like my creative brain is different than my analytical brain or like what I have to do on certain days. So Monday I do... Well, first of all, I do my morning routine every day. I choose to go to sleep early so I could wake up in the morning. It sets me up for my day. It's just something that I do all the time. So I wake up, I make my bed, I meditate, I journal, I read, stretch. That takes me like an hour and a half and I do that every morning. If I what don't, time do you wake up? I'm really... I want to get down to like every detail here. Today, today and yesterday I woke up at 5.45, but usually 6.30. 
I am a morning person though. So the second it gets dark, I don't want to do anything. So I, I know that about myself. So the earlier in the day I do stuff, it's the better for me. Oh, you go um, to bed what? Nine, like 10? 10, 10.30 at night. I do like my nighttime routine. I get in bed. I read for 15 minutes. I meditate for 15 minutes. I turn off the lights and then I try to go to sleep. So it's kind of like my evening routine. But I, when I was working as a TV host, I used to go to work at 5.30 in the morning. So I mm. used to like drive to work and it was dark. So I'm just kind of used to like a very early schedule, which, which is fine with me. It's the only way I can fit everything. <laughs> so it is what it is. <laughs> Mondays is summer Friday's day. So we have our product development meetings on Monday, marketing, any phone calls, Lauren and I have to be on together because it's hard to schedule with two people. Of course. Um, it's easier that everybody knows Monday and Monday's the day, like we can get both of them together. So we just kind of pile as much as we can on Mondays. That's great. Tuesday, I focus on creating content and I have to schedule out the time because if not, it just won't happen. And I know that I wake up that day and then I have to like shower and do my hair and makeup so that I'm mm-hmm. ready to do stuff. Because on the other days, that's just not the mindset I'm in. If I had to go from a meeting to now shooting content, it's just not... It just wouldn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Wednesdays, I do podcast stuff. So I either record on other people's podcasts. I record for my episodes. I edit the next week's episodes, record ads and intros. Like That really takes an entire day mm-hmm. to do all the stuff that I have to do. So that's how I dedicate that day. And then Thursday is like a floating day, whether I need to do like creating content or whatever. And then Friday, I do no calls, no meetings. So Friday is a full day for myself to be creative. You have to schedule creative time out into I your know. schedule. Because if we that. don't, we would just go, go, go all the time. And being creatives, I can't be forced to like be creative. Like, oh, you need to do it right now. And I need you to turn this thing in. Like sometimes like, you know, from Summer Fridays, they may need inspiration for something. We're thinking about a product name and... I'm so like inspired by, I was saying my surroundings earlier and like summer Fridays is so like such a feeling. So sometimes I need to go outside for a walk by the ocean to get inspired for like Mm -hmm. the name of a product. And then we're like, oh, light aura because it feels so light outside. And of course, like this is like the aura feeling when you apply the product. And so I have to allow myself time to do that. And like we were scheduling this podcast. And as soon as we talked about it, I sent you a link. And then on the link, you can schedule a time. And Mm -hmm. so... That eliminates back and forth. So I try to eliminate as many like barriers to things or as much back and forth as I possibly can to eliminate like extra emails or correspondence that's like not necessary. So even on my emails, I have an auto reply up because a lot of times people reach out to me, but there's somebody else who's like the better person for it. And so for every email, you get an auto response. And if it's like, if it's an influencer thing, talk to this person. If it's summer Fridays, talk to this person. If you want to gift me a product, it's this thing. If it's about podcasts, reach out to this person. And that eliminates so much because if not, sometimes I just, it's hard for me to get back to people. And then you asked about assistance. So assistance wise, I have three. So I have one who has been with me for years. She works on summer Fridays and with me on the influencer side. That's easy because she has insight into both of the businesses. So mm-hmm. that's like definitely really helpful for me. The next person, she works on like podcasts and influencer sponsored content. So she helps me like prepping for interviews, coordinating stuff with guests, like getting over the assets to them, and then making sure I turn in my content every day that I do first influencer stuff mm-hmm. because that's a whole other thing to schedule. And then I have a personal assistant. And I found that having someone who just does personal only is different than somebody... Because before I was trying to have people do professional and personal. And it's really a really different set of skills. And I think the, some, the person that I want that's like best suited to help me professionally doesn't necessarily want to go run an errand for me. So for me, I really needed to separate those out. But it took me a little bit of time. And each of them are with me part-time. So like 
combine the three together, maybe equal like a full-time person, mm-hmm. one full-time person, but they're all responsible for different things. So takeaways, if you're listening to this, <laughs> um, batch schedule your stuff if you can. If you're self-employed and you have different areas of your business, try to separate them out by day if you can. Of course, stuff follows over on like another day, but it really does help to like have a certain day set for certain things. I schedule everything in my calendar from my morning routine, when I'm going to work out, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Everything is scheduled I down need to, to do like that. it's there is so much freedom. Jen and discipline. does that. Yes. Like by knowing exactly what I have to do at what time and how long something's going to take, it actually gives me so much freedom to schedule stuff around it versus mm-hmm. like trying to find the time to do something. And by scheduling stuff like, I wouldn't cancel a meeting with somebody right before. Like I wouldn't be like, hey, sorry, I can't do the podcast today. Like see you later. So I wouldn't cancel a meeting with myself. And for me, taking care of myself, working out, meditating, like those things make me my best self to show up for like all the work things I have to do. So I have to schedule that time with me and I'm not going to cancel on me. That's so smart. I mean, you just have to like, I'm getting, you know, I'm 35 now and I'm like, you know, I kept saying like, oh, next year, next year as I get older. But I'm like, no, I am getting older. Mm -hmm. And if this is the person I want to become when I'm older, I need to start building these daily habits for myself now. And I'm only going to get busier. So I don't think like, like, there's not going to be a time later where I have like more time. Maybe when I'm like 60, I might have time to do this again. But I just need to start setting myself up for that now. So that when I do have a family or have kids, I've already got myself into these really good habits of like making time for myself. And then apps that I love that are on the computer. I love Asana, which is what I use to schedule all of my sponsored content and organic content. I love it. And then I use I have that for LPA. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I I love it because there's like the calendar feature on there. So with sponsored content as an influencer, we have a lot of due and live dates. So there's like a date that the content is due to the brand. Then there's a live date that it needs to go up. But because sometimes brands have exclusivity around dates, it's really easy for everybody to see when the stuff is going live in a calendar. And then if you're a manager or yourself, or you're trying to figure out what date you can tell the brand something can go live, it's so easy for everybody to have access to the same document. So you could say, okay, Mariana already has something scheduled for Wednesday. So her next open spot would be Friday. Mm -hmm. And so you can just already like eliminate... Like I'm all about eliminating communication. And if everyone can just look at the same thing, it just makes it easier for all of us to plan. And so that's really helpful. And on my phone, I love the notes app. And you can also share your notes with other people. So Lauren and I have a shared note app and it's a brain dump. And basically, if any of us, either of us are thinking of something, like you could just add it to there. And then next time you chat about work, you know to bring it up because you both... That way you don't have to like bring it up right now or send a text message in the middle of something. You could just have the conversation at a later date and you can share this with anyone. Like if you, you know, if you're living with your partner and you want to have a shared notes app of like just your to-do list, you could add and share it together. And so I love notes. It's like the best Apple app. I love notes too. I just, I just hired people to do social with me. I don't have anybody doing social with me. And I actually posted about this the other day that I had tried before and it just didn't really work for me. And I found that, you know, for the brand side, it's necessary. We have a lot of people on our social and marketing team on summer Fridays, but it's coming from a brand. We also have so many like incoming DMs all the time from customer service to like mentions that we get every day. But for my own personal, I had had somebody before that was helping me like with engagement and like tag pictures and like helping me respond back to people. But I felt like it wasn't me. And if like you are DMing me or you're talking to me or you're liking commenting on my stuff, like I want to be the one writing back to you. And so 
I just felt like, okay, well, that didn't make sense. So if I need a social person, what do I need them to do? Because I know how to plan my feed myself. I can do that. For me, it's almost like I need someone to help me keep accountable just to be posting. So like, if someone can just sit with me every day and be like, today you're going to post this and I'm like, great. And I can do it myself. But because I've got so many other jobs going on, sometimes a whole day can go by and I've been in summer Fridays meetings and it's like nighttime and I forgot to post all day. And so what I need the most help with for social is like just making sure I'm like actually posting and there's like some sort of strategy or like a reason behind why I'm posting. But my favorite things you post are recipes because <laughs> I save them. Like there was some salad. Because no, you don't cook that much, right? I No, I don't cook at all. But it's one of the skills I'm trying to learn. So I'm trying to cook at least... Well, it was ambitious. I said once a day. Now I'm like, okay, maybe like a couple times a week. But I went and bought everything for this salad and I made the Did salad. Did you make it? I did make it, but I, I semi-homemade. So I made the salad. I bought the chicken. So Fine. I didn't cook the chicken. So it was like, I, <laughs> like for me, I'm like, okay, what can I do myself? But like, what can I like make? I'm learning how to make chicken. I had to buy a meat thermometer because I was like, I need to make sure it's fully cooked because like have this fear that I'm going to cook chicken. It's not steak. So I can't, you can have a medium rare chicken. Yeah. Like, so I need to like make sure it's cooked all the way through. So I have a temperature thing. I put it in. If it's 165, it's safe for me to eat. And mm-hmm. so I'm learning. My social person, by the way, only does my branded stuff. So she comes over and shoots everything with me and then she helps send it in for approval. And then when it's approved, she posts it for me because I have so many things going on and you're right. I'm doing my days are packed with every possible different thing I could do. So I'm go, I'm like trying to design something for Baranchini and Portico, then like going into an LPA fitting. And then I'm like in another meeting and then I have to turn in a podcast and then I'll be like, oh shoot, I was supposed to post that branded content like an hour ago and then I'll post it and then I'll like miss something on there and then I'll get an email being like, you did something special. I'm like, that. So I was like, this is like the one thing that like, Cause I was, you know, I'm like, this is a huge source of income that like my family needs and it's a serious job. And like, this requires a serious help and a human. And my life has changed since. Amazing. And then she only posts my paid stuff. And then, but I, I, before all the content I've been creating for the last three years has been just like me last minute here by myself. <laughs> do you, now that you do like influencer stuff and sponsored content, do you feel like, oh, it's way harder than I ever thought it was before? <laughs> I think people don't realize how much work like goes into it. Yeah. I mean, it's really, you know, I see that you only work with people that are clearly super authentic to you and same with me and most people, right? Like that's what works. So like, yeah, I mean, it's it's really important to make sure that this isn't like a random thing that shows up that it like, I'm showing how something really benefits my life and like why I, why you should trust me to integrate this into your life. It really is challenging. And then on top of it, it does have to be aesthetically pleasing. So people like it. I mean, it's an odd thing, but it's been really nice. I was actually getting to the point where it was really hard for me, like you said, to switch into like a creative space randomly to try to create something by myself last minute that like when Izzy comes over before she comes over, we like send a bunch of inspo back and forth and we like talk about stuff. And then like 
she's so funny and cute and fun that we just like start laughing and we'll be like, oh my God, wait, we should do this. Or like, oh wait, I found this TikTok sound. Like what if we did like, and so it becomes like a brainstorming session, which is so nice. Cause I felt like I didn't have anyone to brainstorm with before mm-hmm. about anything. I was just like alone. And I would have like my mom or Davi, they like take photos of me and they'd be like, click, click. Okay. Are you done? And I'd be like, <laughs> You guys, no, I need one hundred more options. What literally pays our bills, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, like you have to take it seriously. I will never be the same after you telling me that you bucket your days like that. It's the best thing that I did for myself. It's so helpful because I just have, I just know like every day, like this is the mindset I'm going, like I'm wearing my summer Fridays hat today. I'm Mm -hmm. wearing like my podcast hat the next day. And it's just the way that my brain works for the whole day. And I just know I'm concentrating on one area of my career. And of course, I still check my emails for every day and I do a little bit of stuff when stuff comes in, but the scheduled stuff and the stuff I have to do, having it set on those days has been a game changer. And obviously, it doesn't work if you have uh, a job where you're working at a company or a business or for somebody else. But if you're like self employed and you have, you know, the ability to schedule stuff yourself. It is, has been so, so, so helpful. I saw that Jen, even I was referred to Jen because she's like, we had dinner with her a couple of nights ago, like a group dinner. And she twice during the conversation was like, oh, I have a list for that. Like, oh, I have a list for this. And my husband, like they'd never, they'd met, but just really casually. He like looked across the table and he looked at her and goes, you and I are not going to get along. (laughs) Because he has no clue how to work a phone. He never uses his calendar. Like he has to write everything down. He like draws his idea. It was so funny. He's like, he was like, this is not going to work. Like we should just halt on trying to be friends because it's just never going to work. That's very funny. But she puts even, and this is really helpful and this will be you hopefully one day, is she even puts baby her baby, like feeding her baby in there. She sent this to me yesterday. We were literally talking about this yesterday and she was like sending me like a schedule and I was like, oh, this is for sure what I would do. Mm -hmm. I love to schedule everything. I don't. I am I like to. I live by my calendar. If it's not in my calendar or scheduled, it's probably not going to happen. Mm. I schedule literally even like driving time. Like I'll put in there like driving, and then that way I get alerts for everything right before I have to do it. Sort of like driving to the office, and it'll tell me fifteen minutes before, and I'm like, okay, I got to get ready to go. Mm-hmm. So it's it's so 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 helpful. Okay, <clears throat> final question: Is there anything coming up that you're excited about? I mean, like, what do you see? Like, kind of like I don't know what's next. I love to do a lot of things. And I like to have different projects that I'm working on at all times. One of the recent things that I've done actually is started like investing a little bit in some companies that I love. And I never thought that I got to do that. And like some opportunities started coming my way. And so one that I recently invested in was Olipop. And I just love Olipop. I love Olipop. I had been drinking it for so long anyway. And then I got an opportunity. I was like, oh my gosh, of course, because I genuinely like drink this every day. always have it in my fridge. So smart. And I love being able to do this because now I get to partner with brands as a strategic investor and I help advise them on social or marketing or branding. And there's a couple that are coming up that I invested in that haven't launched yet. And then I'm helping them even like in the development process, which is really fun. So like when I'm going to fly out and see them soon to just kind of go through the process of the thing that they're making that I can't, I can't share yet. But um, it's really fun to be involved in that because it's all the things that I love that I get to do where, you know, maybe I'm not starting another Summer Fridays right now, but I get to be involved in the stuff that I love doing that for brands. And then there's um, another one that I'm coming on as like an advisor for them and just helping them build out their platform. And so I love to do that because if I could help all of my friends with branding and whatever that they wanted to do for their companies, like it's something that I want to do in my next life, I hope. And so as I 
grow in my career. I imagine that probably consulting for brands in that way is something that I'll do. And you know, I'm sure Summer Fridays won't be the last company that I create. And so we'll see what happens after that. And right now I'm just focusing on video content a lot, which goes back to like initial like YouTube days when yeah. I started. But I'm just trying to figure out what I post on Reels, what I post on TikTok, but I am TikTok obsessed. So I gotta figure I out what too. I'm doing on there. I spent a little bit too much time on there, like more time than anything else, but I love TikTok. I schedule I actually do schedule my TikTok viewing it's when I take a bath and like Ooh. I'll I get in the bath and I'm allowed to be on TikTok and just jumble my brain like on TikTok while I'm in the bath. Like Davide knows it's my TikTok time. <laughs> I can actually tell that you spend time on TikTok because I see people that I follow use your olive oil. And so I'm like, you would only know who these people are if you're on TikTok. Like there's the one girl who cooks in like New York and she's in the oh. window. Like the videos are so beautiful. And so it's like, there's a couple people where I'm like, if you're on TikTok, you know who these people are. Yeah, because she doesn't even have, her Instagram's like private. Yeah. So it's like people so like cool. that, but I love her content. It's amazing. It's, it's stunning. It's beautiful. She asked me for the olive oil and I... And I need help with that because, by the way, Berenchini is like a whole side, whatever. It's another conversation. Side I do thing, I, I do that like last minute, you know what I mean? And she was like, I'd love the olive oil. And I like clicked on her link and I was like, yes, I will give you olive oil forever. Like, thank you, God, because that user-generated content is like yes. the best thing for me. And she's divine. Yeah, TikTok is a great place. <laughs> I love TikTok. All right. Well, thank you so much. I was oh, I always want to say like, where can people find you? But people know where to find you. You can follow me on Instagram <laughs> at Marianna underscore Hewitt. My podcast is Life with Marianna and you're coming on right now too. Uh, Summer Fridays <laughs> is at summerfridays.com and at Sephora. All right. Thank you, Marianna. Thank you. Bye. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.